is the Big Church Podcast. Merry Christmas to everyone. Come on, y'all been wrapping too many presents. I can tell everybody's wiping their eyes and thinking about food like I am right now. Here we go. But do y'all like my suit, coat? Don't I look good in it? Come on, y'all do better than that. Come on, Dole, give me some love here. Well, when I put this thing on yesterday, it somehow, from last year, shrunk. My clothes have had a, had a bad thing of doing that this year. They've shrunk, they all shrunk up on me. But uh, it could, it's not that I've expanded or anything. But I also have another suit that's a black suit that I wear to weddings and funerals, which are about the same. And I got the stank out of there. Oh, that was bad, wasn't it? Okay, I better back up here. No shoes or anything. I'm kidding. Kidding, just kidding. The theme of our service today is light of the world. And light was a very big theme in the Bible, and we're going to go to Genesis 1 and start at verse 1, and we're going to go through all the way through Revelations, so we're going to get you guys out of here by Christmas. Some of y'all Bible people are like, oh my gosh, we're going to be here for a week. But Genesis 1, 1 says this, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, which means completely empty. And darkness and chaos was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. The very first commandment God gave in verse 3 says, Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light and that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God used light to display what he was about to create. He wanted to light. He didn't want anything hidden. He wanted to shine his light down upon the greatest creation that he ever did. You know what the greatest creation it wasn't the world, it was you. He wanted light to light up all those things. So he divided the light from the darkness. He made the natural moon and the sun and the stars. Everything in the physical was taken care of as far as light. And even God said, This is good. I remember when I was a kid, I got a light bright. Yeah. Y'all remember? I even looked it up on Amazon, and they still sell them. And I was thinking all these young people were like, is that an app or something, Lightbright app or something? But they still sell the Lightbrights. So let me tell you about it. I was an artist when it came to a Lightbright. When I see Michaela out here just uh, painting away, and I was like, what in the world is she painting and she's done with it? But that's the way I was with my Lightbright. It was fun to create. But after a little while, you know, the excitement kind of wore down a little bit and it started to fade. And uh, we started stepping on those light bright pegs all over the house, right? And I remember my mom saying, if you don't get all those pegs up, I'm going to vacuum every one of those up. And you know what she did? She vacuumed almost every single one of those things up. But after a while, what happened to my light bright was the bulb started to burn out. And eventually the bulb went away. So when men fell... We were in spiritual darkness. When men fell, our light bulb had actually burned out. The enemy had come in and he had stolen and he had vacuumed up all of the things that God intended for us. He came in and our pegs and our relationship were missing. So for many years and throughout the Old Testament, they struggled. We struggled to regain what we had lost. It's a little different kind of Christmas story, so stay with me here. During this time, there was a dark time in our history. Not just in the physical, but in the spiritual, there was a dark time. There was over 400 years from Malachi, the end of the New Old Testament, 
to the New Testament in Matthew when Jesus is brought into the picture where God didn't speak. Don't you just love how we have, we have a freedom to hear God's voice? We have a freedom to know his spirit is leading and guiding us. So just imagine 400 years, God didn't say a word to no one. Before in the Old Testament, he had priests and prophets and someone always was bringing a word from the Lord. But for 400 years, nobody said anything. So after 400 years of silence, there was a purpose that was birthed in the stable. There was a purpose that God sent his light and the true light entered into the world. But many missed that opportunity to witness the light. Why did they miss it? Because they were looking for something else. Listen here, Isaiah 9, 6 says this. You're getting a lot of Bible this morning on Christmas. Ain't that great? For unto us a child is born. Listen to this description. Unto us a son is given, and the government will rest upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward and forever. Something in their mind big was about to happen. Here's what they thought. They thought it was going to look like royalty. And they thought it was going to be pomp and circumstance. They thought there was going to be a giant stallion driving a king into there. They saw power. They saw government, they saw a throne, they saw a takeover. They actually was probably looking for that spotlight in the sky, you know the Batman spotlight? They were looking for the Jesus spotlight up there somewhere going, I know he's coming, I know he's coming. But God saw it a little different. He saw our condition. And he knew that the old ways that we'd always done were not working anymore. And here's what he did. He allowed the darkness the silent times to come into our life so he could display the true light. Sometimes it has to be a dark, come on, y'all. It has to be a dark time in your life before God can actually display something that he wants you to see. Sometimes you got to go through a dark time. I'm not getting ahead of myself. But here's what he said. John 1, 4 says this. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness, but listen, The darkness did not comprehend it. Not many people paid attention to the light that was coming into the world. This light, you know why they didn't? Because it didn't look appealing. John 1.14 says this, And the word and the light became flesh and it dwelt among us. Jesus had to come just like us. Listen to Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have, listen to this, this is going to encourage you. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Why did the extraordinary become the ordinary? So he can relate to you when you're cold. So he can relate to you when you're hungry, or in some cases, hangry. He can relate to you when you're tired. He can relate to you when you're tempted. He can relate to you when you're feeling the pain that you think no one else feels. He can relate to you because in the garden it said he, he cried and he, drops of blood or like, seeming like drops of blood came from him. He knows what you are feeling. Whatever you're going through, you may think you're going through it in the bedroom. You may think you're going through it in the car. You may think you're going through it where nobody else knows and sees. But I'm going to tell you something. You've got a Father in heaven. You've got a Christ that knows exactly what you're going through, and he's there for you. 
Don't discard the light. <laughs> Christmas lights are not my favorite things in the world. Have you ever got that, that strand of Christmas lights out and you go to do them, you plug them in, and they don't work? The instructions are to do this. You're supposed to tap on every single bulb and make sure it's all 600 of them on there. You've got to do that too. But you know what I do with them? I throw them in the trash because they're $1.89 at Walmart and I ain't got time for that. I ain't doing it. But isn't that kind of like what we do? We discard the light because it doesn't look like the light we expect. Doesn't it look like, doesn't it not operate the way that we want it to operate? This amazing gift was developed a little bit at a time. Do you remember the time when you actually had to take a picture with a camera? None of y'all. Y'all got the iPhone that does, has your 4,000 pictures on it right now. You could do it at inst, just in an instant. But you used to have to take the film in, and you had to get it developed, right? You had to take it into a place, and you had to wait three days to get your pictures back, right? Anybody remember that? Am I the only older person in the house? Praise the Lord. Here we go. I didn't mean to say that. I shouldn't have. I'm telling on myself. But here's what happened. When you develop a picture... That picture needs to go to the dark room. Jesus de was developed in the dark. For 30 years, no one knew anything about Jesus. Nobody, they didn't see what we see nowadays. They didn't, uh, they weren't able to see the, all of the, he had to be put in the dark to develop. Somebody, if you feel like you've got a calling of God in your life and you feel like you're in a dark place, you may be in the right place. Sometimes God has to take you to that place and get you in a position where it's only you and him and he has to develop what he needs to develop in you. And sometimes he can shine his light in your darkest time. Amen. The Bible says this. It says he grew in stature. It says he grew in wisdom. He went through the process even though he was the king. So if you're in the process right now, you got to remember Jesus went through it the same way that you're going through it. Stay in the process and take time to develop. We can see the light if we pay attention. The star was from the east. It's most likely that a lot of people saw a bright, shining object in the sky. Anybody could have seen it. But not everybody did anything about it. Sometimes seeing the light, it's one thing to know there's a light in the world. And there's another thing to follow that light. It's your choice to go through darkness or light. God shines his physical sun on everyone out there. And you can choose to, like our house in the evening, you've got to pull the blinds or the sun will blind you. But a lot of times in the physical, we pull the blinds and hope nobody can see inside. We go to the basement or our cave where it's all dark and nobody knows because what we want to be. But God shows you his light. And you can choose to close your eyes. You can choose to pretend that it's not there. You can choose to ignore it. You can blindfold yourself or blind you to the light, but nevertheless, that light is there and it's still shining on you. The wise men chose to follow it and it paid off big. They were some of the first people to experience the true light of the world coming, coming into this world. But what happened when Jesus, the light showed up? John 12, 46 says this, I have come as a light unto the world, and whoever believes in me should not abide or shouldn't wander in darkness. He's not talking about physical 
darkness there. He's talking about spiritual darkness because during that time, some of the same things may have still been looking the same. The sun was still out. The stars were still shining. The moon was coming out. But when he came into the world in there, everything in the spiritual and the eternal changed. Bible says he dispels the darkness. You know what dispelled means? It means to drive away, to scatter, to dissipate, and to clear out. He revealed God's light to this dark world. I remember coming home one night. I was in college, been away for a little while. When I went away to college, I didn't go home very often. And I was coming home really, really late one night and had been doing some not so churchy things. And have you ever tried to sneak in somewhere and try to be quiet? Uh, I'm talking to a bunch of holier-than-thou people never got in any trouble, right? Well, as I tried to sneak in the house and be quiet, little did I know that my mom and dad had rearranged the living room. So I come in the door... And I opened the door, and it's pitch black in there. And all of a sudden, it was, it had to be. I walked over just a few feet, and I hit a table. And literally, it was one of those eight to ten-second falls. You know, like, oh, 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 and I'm just falling, and I'm thumping. And, of course, here comes my dad, and he's like, hey, what's going on in here? I was like, dad, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I uh, love what you've done with the place. I'm going to bed. Because I did not want him to see me in the condition that I was in. But sometimes, are there areas where you're walking in darkness and maybe something's got rearranged just a little bit and you're stumbling over that? Maybe you've had it, maybe, maybe God had it positioned in the way that it was supposed to be in your life. But you've moved it out of position and now you keep stumbling over top of that thing. And God says, I'm about to pull you out of the darkness into the light and reveal this to you. As we follow Christ, he illuminates those dark places in our lives. There's a song that says, when you walk into the room, everything changes. Darkness starts to tremble at the light that you bring. His light exposes things to us that we never paid attention to in the past. The light of God allows us to see things from his perspective And then he changes our perspective. He changes our language. I used to have a fairly foul mouth. I could cuss with the best of them. I could say all kinds of four-letter words. And after a while, when I got saved, that that started becoming foul to me. I'm not saying every once in a while I might slip up and say a cuss word. Thank you, Jesus, for your forgiveness. I appreciate that. But... I started noticing, I don't really want to talk that way anymore. I started noticing the habits, the things that, because you know what was happening? God was starting to shine light upon the dark places of my life. He was starting to show me the things that he did not want me to have in my life. And when he exposed those things, I started going, ooh, uh, Never thought about it that way. I never saw it that way. Some of the habits started going away. Some of the friends that I had had to be moved out of that dark place into the light of God. We are to be the light of the world. And you might say, Pastor Rich, who me? Me? Well, maybe you feel like Rudolph this morning. You feel like a misfit. Maybe you feel like you've been discarded and maybe you feel like you've been overlooked. Maybe you feel like you've been labeled. All these things can make your light dim 
or it can make it non-existent. But listen to this. Your limitations are God's chance to shine. I'm going to say that again. Your limitations are God's chance to shine. Use what you have. Don't worry about what your friend has. Don't worry about what the other churches are doing. Do what God has called you to do in this time. What Rudolph thought was a limitation was really a launching pad. There was a star born in the North Pole. But there was also a light that was born in Bethlehem some 2,000 years ago. Why was that light born? So we could sing. Then one foggy Christmas Eve, God came to say, Jesus, with your light so bright, won't you guide my world tonight? That was, I tried to do it in the Michael Bubbly style, but, you know, it, you know. Yes, I know that's not how you say his name. Here we go. That light and that mission changed everything for us. So why should we shine? Matthew 5, 16 says this. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father that is heaven. Here's what we are when we're the light of the world. We are a reflection of the true light that resides in us. We are just reflecting who God is in through us. Our light should guide people out of the darkness just like Jesus did, just like Rudolph did, and just like you can do. You are the light of the world. The lights were important the first Christmas. The angels did an amazing and dazzling light show in the sky. The wise men saw another bright light in the sky, and it was a star that led them to a dimly lit stable in Bethlehem. If you all would, if you would please stand with me and take your handles in your hand, please. But I want you to remember this. As I said earlier, it all started in the darkest of times. There was silence. There was hopelessness. There was spiritual darkness. And then a glimmer of light was presented in a small town of Bethlehem. That glimmer of light was presented in this town over a dimly lit stable that nobody really even noticed was happening. A star started shining in a distant place. It began moving through the dawn of creation and as it passed from years and years, it rested over this stable. As it got closer and closer, this light shined in the darkness. Shepherds were out just doing their job. It was a seemingly normal night. Then an angel appeared and caused fear among them. And the angel said to them, fear not. For I bring you good tidings of great joy. For unto you this day a Savior is born. And suddenly a host of angels were all around. And they lit up the night sky. That glimmer of light that started shining some 2,000 years ago has been passed from year to year, from generation to generation 
And from person to person, much like you're doing right now, that light came into the world. And as we celebrate this light of the Christmas season, it all started with a few unnoticed events. And it caught fire in the hearts of anyone who would receive that light. And listen, it's still burning today, just as brightly as it was 2,000 years ago. Just look around the room. Look around the room. See how your light, one light, his light, can affect your family. Let me just tell you something. If you want your family to be sitting next to you in church, let your light so shine before them. They will glorify God. You want to see your friends coming, sitting in this place and come to know who Jesus is? Let your light so shine before men that you change their perspective. Let your light shine to your co-workers and to our city and to this world. The good news of Christmas is that the light of Jesus came into the world. The darkness in our life can and will disappear when Jesus comes into your life. Let's take a moment, if you would, just bow your heads. Let's close our eyes. I want you to just think about this prayer. I'm going to ask you to repeat this prayer after me. Not just to repeat a prayer. I'm going to ask you to pray this and say, God, this is what I feel in this time right now. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, shine your light in my life. Show me any area you want me to change. Make any darkness disappear. Fill it with your love, your peace, your joy. God, I want to follow you the best I can. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.